Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay my respects to the elders both past and present. Hi everyone, I'm Tiny Cook and welcome to my podcast, Chuffed. Some of you may know me as the girl who got married to a stranger on TV, which thankfully worked out, and now I'm here chatting with you all on my podcast. And you're probably wondering what this podcast is about. Chuffed is your unfiltered safe space for all things love, career and life. Join me each week as we unpack relationships and dating, a dash of pop culture and have fun conversations with cool people. Okay, hi everyone, welcome back to the Chuffed Podcast. Very different change of scenery for this episode. I'm in London and I am by myself recording in a hotel room. So very, very different. I thought I would do a nice little solo episode just to talk about what London has been like, what I've been up to while I'm here and just have a bit of a catch up with you guys. I haven't done a solo episode before, so this is my first one and yeah, let's get into it. So I think... First things first, I felt very, very weird coming back to London. For those that don't know, I used to live in London for a couple years. Basically, I did the visa where you work here for two years. And yeah, I haven't really been back since. And then COVID happened. And then obviously, we didn't travel for a while. So I hadn't been back to London in a while. And I think coming back really sparked up a lot of um, the energy I had when I was leaving London. I felt really alone at times and just, you know, the city is such a weird place. I can't even describe what London feels like. I think you really have to experience it for yourself to understand what it's like. And it's been a bit of a weird experience. Um, not, Not negative, not positive, but just like a weird energy. I've also I don't know if you can hear my voice. I've also been unwell. I think the jet lag has really gotten to me and I just haven't recovered from it. And I heard that apparently it takes 10 days to recover from jet lag. So I'm only here for two weeks. So by the time I recover from it, I leave and then I got to do it all again back in Sydney. So yeah, it's been a bit rough. I think one thing I didn't expect coming to London was how warm the weather was. My luck that I come during a heat wave, which is amazing, but I did not pack any clothes for this weather. So I have been rolling around in jeans and like singlets, t-shirts, and I've just been sweating. And I think the difference in the heat here is that it's really humid and it's just, you're sweaty all the time. You're going in between aircon, no aircon on the tube. And it's just you're constantly sweating and I hate sweating more than anything. So that's been rough. I packed a lot of clothes that pretty much I haven't been able to wear yet. I've just been wearing the same thing over and over again. But you know, it is what it is. It's made me do a little bit of shopping, which I wasn't intending to do too much of, but I guess it was a sign. And yeah, it's it's been weird being back. I loved London when I lived here and I also equally didn't love it. I think, I don't know, I feel like everywhere has changed since COVID. It feels a little bit more rough than I remember. This is a funny story. So first night I was here, I was staying in Covent Garden by myself and I was just like having a little walk around, cruising around, doing my thing. And I was walking the street and this guy like threw a knife like towards my direction, not at me, but like threw this knife and it like skidded across like the floor near my leg. And I was like, oh my God. And I think one thing I learned 
having lived in London is you've just got to act like you didn't see anything, nothing happened, keep moving along. And I was like, dude, this guy just has this knife and he's just like flinging it around. Like what is going on? So that was just like a bit intense. And I was like running back to my hotel (laughs) because it's weird, right? Like I'm here by myself. Obviously, Ollie isn't here with me. I feel like I've gotten a lot of questions about it, which I think I find not annoying. I don't know. I feel like we are our own people. And obviously I know you guys know us from, uh, you know, being an experience together and us as like a collective, but I feel like we have our own kind of things going on. So I think I just got to get used to the fact that people are always going to ask me about him and always just mention him every chance I get. So no, Ollie did not come with me. He was initially going to, but couldn't get passport situation sorted. It's also very expensive. It's just, yeah, it wasn't the best timing and I still really wanted to come. So I made that decision to come alone. I felt pretty good about it. I had a girlfriend that was coming, weirdly coincidence, same time as me. And I just was like, oh, I really want to go see my friends, just have a bit of a holiday. I haven't really had a holiday in a while. Not that it's really been a holiday, but yeah, I really wanted just a bit of a break and yeah, decided to come. The flight was horrendous. I definitely don't recommend. I think if I have a chance to any other time I would like try and stop where the stopover is and just like recoup because I think the flight really is what messes you up when it comes to the jet lag that's been rough and it was like 25 hours for some weird reason we went through Dallas Texas very bizarre I've only ever been through like Doha Abu Dhabi never the other direction and America is just a fun place like the amount of cowboy hats in the airport it was just wild (laughs) so that was funny I've been in London now for about a week and I feel like I'm just getting used to the lifestyle here. I forgot how fast paced things were and I think there's an extremely slim work-life balance. I think people really, really hustle and work hard here and it's crazy how expensive everything is. I feel like cost of living across the world is just astronomical but you know Sydney being quite intense as well to live very very expensive rents crazy but London just takes a cake like it is essentially double when you come here the dollar is literally like 50p so you're paying double everything so all the prices you see you're paying double that in Australian dollars so that's pretty rough chatting to some friends of mine as well the rent is just out of control and the difference is with that is that in Australia it's actually illegal to like rent bid so whatever the price you get you know that's advertised they have to legally let it out for that price you can't bid on top of it and you know try and offer more money whereas here it is wild like the rent is just crazy like I don't even know how people can afford it it's just mental but I wanted to get into, I guess, my experience, what it was like living in London. I had a few questions when I popped a question box up on my Instagram, what London life was like, what's the differences between, you know, Sydney and London. So I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit and just talk through what my living in London was like, because I think, you know, coming back, I didn't know how I was going to feel and what the vibe was going to be. So it's just been interesting coming back and just feeling so weird and not being able to explain it. 
But basically, I lived in London for two years. I was about 21 at the time and I was working in the music industry then. I worked for a really fun nightclub. If you guys know anything about London, there's a club called Tape London. It is massive. It has the best music. It's like the number one like hip hop club, I think, in London. And I was like doing marketing for them, socials, all that kind of thing. And I loved, I was really in my music era at that time. So I love that. I think the nightlife culture in London is just amazing. You can do something any night of the week, whereas in Australia and in Sydney in particular, it's pretty much dead any night of the week, even on a Saturday. So I loved being able to go out on like a Tuesday night. And, you know, there was always something, whether it was like West End or East End, there was always just something going on. And I just loved that. And yeah, I worked worked doing that. I was a marketing girly, really, yeah, just living my best life. Um, I then went and worked in like marketing and socials and, you know, had a couple different other jobs. But I moved around a lot when I was in London. I was living towards the east near a place called Stratford when I first moved here and it was it was fine. The house I was living at was just so scat. It was like a three-story house. There was probably like 10 people that were living there. There was like a drug dealer. There was a girl. I was pretty sure she was a cam girl, um, but she didn't really speak English. So I didn't, couldn't really communicate with her very well. There was a guy in there that just like did not leave his room. There was an Aussie guy. I can't remember his name, but he worked at Urban Outfitters. And then I had two girlfriends from Australia that were living there as well. So that was fun. At least I had um, some friends coming to London because I feel... London can be a very lonely place. It is relatively easy to make friends, to be fair. I think people are quite friendly and, you know, you can approach them and just kind of strike up a conversation. I feel like the Aussie accent really does eliminate a bit of a awkward barrier when it comes to like starting a conversation. But yeah, like came over. I honestly don't know why I just had this fascination with the UK and London. I loved a lot of like British music, British culture. And I just was like, why not? Let's move to London. I probably am not going to get any younger than I am now. And I just moved and I lived here for two years. And it was such a long time ago. It feels like it was like another lifetime. But I learned a lot in those two years of my life that I think have really carried me through to where I am today. I think you learn to be really dependent on yourself um, when you're in a big city, a city that's just so chaotic, a lot going on all the time. You just have to you know, find happiness within yourself and, you know, do things by yourself. And I've always loved being able to solo travel and do that and just kind of finding company within me doing things by myself and I think maybe this time around it's been different like I've been like oh it feels weird being alone you know I want people to take photos of me and just yeah it's been it's been it's been a different vibe but I think London was such a growth journey for me when I was here so yeah I lived in Stratford then I moved I think like four or five times when I was here honestly it was just again crazy with finding a place to live, super expensive. It's just mental. I then lived in, I'll just mention the other two areas I lived because I feel like a lot of it was just like really short term. So I lived in a place in Brixton, which I loved. I love Brixton. It's one of my favorite, favorite areas in London. I think it's just so fun, a lot of culture and just really close to the city as well. I love the Victoria line, the tube 
has a lot of sketchy lines, um, if you know, you know. And I just loved living in Brixton. I moved to an area called Broccoli, which was on the Overground Line, which was also amazing. That was just such a fun kind of suburb vibe that was just a bit more low-key than being in the kind of chaos of the city. So that was also fun. And then I was living with a boyfriend I had at the time. He was towards like the east, like Canary Wharf, Greenwich that area which was cool as well I love the Greenwich markets they are amazing and one of my favorite places I hopefully get to go while I'm here but there's just so much to see in London I feel like there's a lot going on you've got to really pick and choose what you want to do because yeah there's just a lot happening all the time and yeah so I was here for two years did a lot of jobs did a lot of moving around I didn't get to travel as much as I wanted to which I think is quite sad I think you're just so caught up in work and you know trying to survive you don't really get to enjoy you know the proximity to Europe I didn't really get to travel too much which I'm pretty bummed about I went to Paris but other than that I didn't get to see much of Europe which I think is one thing I wish I could do again but you know I didn't have the money I was just trying to just work and pay my rent and I had two jobs so it was really hard even coming now like things are just so expensive and it's just wild how people can actually afford to live it's very concerning at times and I feel bad for people who are struggling at the moment because it's yeah it's it's intense so yeah London was an era that I I guess I've unlocked now since being here And yeah, I guess why I came here, I wanted to see some of my friends. Um, I had a couple of like press opportunities in London, which I feel like the UK fans love maths. Like they are such like intense, supportive, lovely, just so amazing. I have loved meeting all the UK followers here and just... Oh, it's just been so incredible. Everyone is so nice. And I really wanted to kind of come and just like see what the London UK vibe is and just enjoy it. So thankful the weather's been lovely because I feel like I shouldn't complain because if it was raining, I would be sitting here complaining as well. Um, So I just kind of came just for the sake of it. I don't really know. People have been asking me and I'm like, oh, I've got like work stuff. I'm just coming just to hang out. And yeah, I don't know. I think I just needed a little little holiday. I have a crazy story I wanted to share. This happened to a girlfriend of mine that I came with. I'm not going to mention her name because she probably wouldn't appreciate it. So she is so funny, like the most, oh, just the funniest person I've ever met, honestly. So she, you know, is on the apps wanting to have a hot girl summer, meet someone, maybe have like a cute little British London boy moment. Love it. I'm all about it. And she met this guy on Bumble, really cute, like super nice. His name is Harry and he is like, I think he was like an investment banker and he went to Eton, which is like a really um, prestigious school, boarding school in the UK and went to Cambridge. So seemed very posh and it was really aligning with like Prince Harry. So just remember that when I explain this story. So she was going to go see this guy and I'm not usually, I feel like it's really hard when you go to someone's house for the first time. I can't say I haven't done it before, but yeah, I was a bit cautious because we're in a foreign country and 
things are just not safe out there. So she had come to my hotel. We had some drinks. Well, she had some drinks and she was like, yep, I'm going to go meet this guy. Like he seemed really nice. They spoke on the phone and they were like voice noting and stuff. So he seemed pretty normal. Like he didn't seem weird. And then she's like, yep, she's going to Uber to his place. Uber to his place, which is in Arsenal, which is like up north, kind of not in central London. So I was a bit like, oh, weird that he lives there. Like, interesting place they had planned to meet up at his place and he lived a bit far away so she was at mine I was like yep get an uber from mine it's closer and just be safe I feel you always have to be so alert when it comes to these situations and I remember when I was dating how scary it was and just how intense it was you know going and meeting these people and not really knowing too much about them and just feeling so worried about what would happen Anyway, so then she gets there and he's like super drunk, which we don't love that. She was like, oh, I don't really know if this is a vibe. Like really drunk was kind of like standing in his doorway. And you know when something in your gut just tells you, no, abort mission, something's wrong. No, we're not doing this. So she ends up leaving. She's like, oh, I'm going to go home. Like, you know, not really feeling it. Leaves. Like within seconds, he's blocked her off everything and she like goes to see everything unmatched on Bumble, blocked him on like WhatsApp, blocked him on iMessage, blocked her of everything. She was like, what is going on? And then she was like trying to get an Uber and like Ubers are so messed up in London. Like it's really hard to get an Uber quickly. It's very bizarre. Anyway, so she's like waiting 20 minutes for an Uber and these two guys pull up in a car, which is just so stupid that she did this, was chatting with them for a little bit and then ends up, they were like, oh, we'll drive you home. Like, it's not safe. She's like sending me photos of their driver's license and just like, you know, full on. I had told her a bit of a trick, which I do trick, whatever, tip, trick, whatever, whatever it is. So I um, feel like when I'm in an unsafe situation or you know in a situation where I could be taken or whatever I like put my DNA everywhere so god forbid anything happens to me there's a way to trace back who potentially did something to me <laughs> I think it was a movie I watched which is based on a true story I can't remember it's about this girl that was abducted and then she was like she survived but she had like put her DNA everywhere she like ripped her hair out so I would like pull strands of my hair out put your fingerprints everywhere she, I think she like put a fingernail stuff anyway so she Obviously, it was in a bad situation. It was being kidnapped. So I always just like, as a precaution, put my Dean everywhere, which is probably psycho, but you'd rather be safe than sorry, I like to say. Anyway, so then she was like doing that in the car. I just couldn't believe that she went in a car with two randoms in a foreign country. So stupid. Anyway, we've had a chat about it. These guys were lovely, by the way. They like took it at backers, drove her home. It was safe and it was fine. And they were actually really nice. So it's good to see that. It's it's good that there's nice guys out there that aren't like predators. So I was very happy that she was safe. Anyway, so I caught up with her for dinner last night. I was like, this situation is so weird. Like something's off. And I am FBI queen when it comes to catfish or when it comes to anything sus about dating because you guys all saw I was on the apps I was doing all that and you have to be really cautious because there is a lot of interesting people out there and I was like look send me his photos I don't think his name is Harry I just am getting an off vibe from him like I don't think he's who he says he is so then I'm like send me his photos I'm gonna do my FBI thing because I am really good. I feel like I am the girlfriend that's always like to my girls, 
send me the stuff. I'm going to find out who this person is. I will find out. So I'm like, yeah, send me the stuff. Literally within two minutes, I had reverse search. We had a couple of his images. Reverse search an image, which took me to a real estate website based in Canada for this guy that was like <laughs> the guy in the photos. So he was like a real estate guy, whatever. I found his Instagram is verified. He's like a rugby player and literally the guy in the photos. And I was like, dude, like that wasn't him. So who was the guy that you saw last night? And she was like, oh my God, I don't know. Like she, it was hard to see. Like he looked kind of like the picture, but I guess she didn't really get a fair enough look because she got a sus vibe and left. Because initially at first I thought potentially he was like this, you know, athlete, had a girlfriend, didn't want to share his name, was just in London on holiday or whatever, was just trying to have a hookup and didn't want anyone to know about it or whatever. I was jumping to that conclusion. So then when we confirmed that, a, yes, he did have a girlfriend. We found the girlfriend on Instagram and he wasn't even in London. I was looking like geotags on Instagram posts. He wasn't even in London. So it was definitely not the guy in the photos. So we confirmed that, which is also quite suspect because she was saying that on the Bumble profile, it was verified. So that's really bizarre to me that people can verify accounts when it's literally not them. Very, very concerning. And I yeah, I really fear for online dating and anything to do with that. So we were like, what is going on? Running it through her head. And she was like, it kind of like that similar look, like to like had, it had the same kind of hair color, same height, everything. So it looked like him and I heard his voice and he sounded very normal. Like he didn't sound, not that people like is like creepy, but you know, when you watch catfish, you know, someone is just off. Right. And they were speaking like every day on the phone, FaceTiming. She did say though, when they were FaceTiming, he was like covering up his camera, which is red flag and she should have known, but I digress. Uh, She, yeah, I guess was very open to meeting him because he seemed lovely and he genuinely seemed nice. And he wasn't the guy in the photos. I just couldn't believe it that we had, first of all, that she went to that situation could have been so much worse right like she could have been assaulted she could have been murdered I'm so thankful she didn't go inside and that those two guys did find her and help her the fact that he left her outside to get an uber blocked her and just like left her in the middle of this street at like whatever am in London is just so irresponsible I don't care you know there's just no excuse for that behavior and yeah, I'm really thankful that she's okay, but it could have been a lot worse. And you hear these stories about women that, you know, end up dead. It's just so messed up. So we're really grateful that the outcome was, you know, she's safe, it's all good. And it's kind of, we can laugh about it now, but it's so serious. Like that could have been horrific. Um, and it just begs the question, like, online dating, like, I don't think I could do it ever again. I think there's all these horrible stories you hear and you know it's dangerous like I am so glad that that didn't end in a messed up way that it could have but also would like to say I am literally the FBI catfish please give me a tv show because I tell you I found that guy in the photos two minutes two minutes found him found the website found his Instagram found the girlfriend I was like literally catfish which I wish we did before she went to his house uh, I just think I wasn't 
I just didn't think he would be a catfish. It was very convincing. So, yeah, you can be fooled as well. I just, I don't know what the intention of someone like that and what they're doing. Like, you've got to the point that you've invited someone over. You're not the guy in the photos. What do you think is going to happen? Like, do you not, uh, like, do you not think maybe a conversation needs to be had or I don't know what, what was he thinking? What was he going to do? Like, surely it was going to be dangerous for her. Wild. Like, I'm just running through my head, like what could have happened? I guess it just brings me on to feeling like unsafe in London at times. There's a lot of people here. It's so crazy busy. It's very intense. And yeah, it can be a bit dangerous. And I feel like me naively coming to London the first time, I didn't potentially realize that. And not that anything bad has happened to me whilst I've been here or when I lived here. It just, I think you have feel an energy when you go to, you know, new places and it really makes you take, um, not take for granted, but really appreciate how safe Australia is and that you don't have to feel as um, alert all the time when you're just existing, going out on a night out, doing your thing. You don't have to feel worried that something terrible is going to happen to you. Obviously, you still do, but it's not to the extent that I would feel here. And then that brings me on to, would I live in London again? Would I move back here? And I don't know. I love it here. There's a lot of opportunities here. There's so many beautiful things here that I genuinely, genuinely love. But it's very expensive. The vibes are off. <laughs> and yeah, maybe I think I would, if I came back, I would live on the outskirts, maybe in the burbs, not necessarily in central London. I would live, yeah, just somewhere a bit further out and have like a peaceful cottage country life vibe. Because yeah, I think I, the more older I get, the more I don't like busyness, crowds, chaos. I think I'm more yeah, more quieter. I don't know. I don't know what to, what to call it. I think I just don't like those environments as much as I did before, as much as I have liked previously. It's been a real eye-opener being here and my feelings and emotions towards what the UK is like and yeah, what it is. Anyway, I wanted to answer a few questions I got in my inbox about, about a couple of things actually, but yeah, let's just, let's just see what questions we got. Okay. Opinions on food in the UK, is it better than Oz? I would say no. I think Australian food is so good. My main problem with UK food is no chicken salt and no barbecue sauce, which are two of my favorite things and my favorite seasonings. But no, there is some great food here. I won't lie. Um, My favorite restaurant in London is called Blacklock. It is the most amazing steak you'll ever had in your life and the best cheesecake I've ever had in my life. And I think I've been dreaming about it since being back in Sydney. Um, So there's some really, really amazing restaurants. It's just very expensive. So I think it's hard. Yeah. Like you'll be spending like $200 on like a standard meal. And I just don't know if I can justify that. I'm also by myself. So I don't know how many places I want to go dine alone. Anyway, that's my personal thing. I love the food in Australia. I think there's a lot of amazing food there. So I maybe I'm a bit biased. Um, But anyways, that's my opinion on that. What is the main differences between England and Australia? Um, Okay, this is a random one, but I think one thing that is very interesting that I've noticed being in London, people don't intervene. And I mean that in a sense of if you're on the tube, something is happening to you. People tend to turn a blind eye or things in public. People don't really jump in and say anything 
Personally, from my experience and from things I've seen, I'm sure it does happen and people do do that. But, um, you know, being out in the street, like I feel like people don't, you know, jump at to help or it's that there's just a vibe of people just in their own lane doing their own thing. And I think it's more of a survival instinct rather than like people being rude. You see a lot of stuff where people just like don't say anything. People just leave it. And that was something I was even conditioned to do when I lived here. Um, but I honestly, at the same time, I can't blame people because you worry about yourself and if things are going to turn on you and things are going to happen to you. So it's not something that I um, hold against people, but yeah, I think that's different. I feel like in Australia, people are more wanting to jump in and step in and get involved. But yeah, I know it's different here. But I think the culture is very different here. Like I said earlier, the work-life balance is wild. People are just hustling nonstop and they're so, you know, trying to just make a living and trying to afford rent and trying to live. So it's very hard out here and it's a crazy city. I don't think it's for everyone. I feel like if you like a more slower paced lifestyle. London isn't for you, but if you like that kind of hustle, hustle vibe, it's probably the vibe for you. Okay. Fave area in London. I, Ooh, I think my favorite area is Shoreditch. I love Shoreditch. I love the vibes there. I think I would probably live there. It's close enough to like, you know, central London and it's just, there's so much cool stuff there. I love Box Park, the markets. Yeah, there's so much cool stuff there. I really like Brick Lane. I think that's probably my favorite area. I also love Brixton when I live there. Um, I don't love the West End as much as the East Side, but yeah, I'd say Shoreditch I think is my favorite area. Okay, so another question is thoughts on Camden. So for those that don't know, Camden has a really beautiful market. It's a super fun area. There's like the canals, awesome vibe. I like Camden. I feel like it can be overrated at times. I've been there so much. I don't think I'll go there this time when I'm here. I don't know. We'll see. But it's cool. It's pretty cool. A lot of like punk people there. If you like that pop punk, rock punk, London vibe, that's where you'll see a lot of those like spiky hairstyles and that kind of thing I mean that's from when I went there last time I don't know if it's changed but it's a cool area I just find like the markets and stuff super expensive everything's really expensive I feel like I've just been complaining about how much everything costs on this whole podcast but yeah things are really expensive and I think it's inflation is real and it is just not I'm not a vibe right now um, a couple questions like, are you alone? Yes, I am. It's been really hard to get content while being by myself. Anyways, um, next question is, fave fast food here that you can't get in Oz? Hmm. There's Shake Shack and Five Guys here, but you can get Five Guys in Oz now. Shake Shack is awesome. I also love the chicken shops here. They're just so good. They're just super random. They're everywhere. I don't know either what fast food there is here. I think we have the same. They don't have Hungry Jacks. They have Burger King instead. I love the Nando's here. I haven't been yet, but I am dying to go. The Nando's is elite and it's so different than Australia. It's kind of like a vibe to go on a date there or to eat dinner there. It's so good. It's literally the best. So I actually might try and do that today. I've had a lot of questions if I'm going to do a meet and greet or meeting up with people. I don't, I don't know. I wish I organized something in advance. That would have been so great. I've met so many amazing people here so far. Everyone has been lovely. It's really, really nice. There's just a different energy around UK people and the reception I've received here rather than back home in Australia. I think people are just so excited and so into it and just so enthusiastic. It's just really, really lovely. I've met some 
really, really genuinely lovely people here. Favorite part of London? I think the East, East London is my favorite. I think it's super creative. I do, I used to live when I, before I moved to London, I was here for a couple months and I lived in Chelsea for a few months. Loved it there. It was so fun. Such a nice vibe, beautiful cafes, beautiful everything. And that was really great. I probably would live in Chelsea again. I went to this really cool area, not in Chelsea, but towards the West called Battersea Power Station. That's like a new development area and that is super nice, but probably super expensive. There I go again with saying things are expensive. And then a question, did you manage to figure out why you were feeling off and do you get travel anxiety? I don't think I have had travel anxiety before. I have done a lot of solo travel, mainly to places I'm familiar with. So like Thailand, I've stayed in like LA before. I don't know. Maybe I do get a bit of travel anxiety. I think it's been a lot doing a lot of things myself. And just kind of, you know, making my way around the city, not knowing. Obviously, I have friends here. I know people here, but you still, you know, feel that um, disjointed from, I don't know. There's just there's just something there that I just wasn't really expecting when I did first come. But, you know, I'm sure it's something I'm just going to get over. I don't think it's anything major. And I think it's just being in a new city, obviously being away from Ollie. It's just something I just got to get used to. So yeah, this has been my rambles about London, a bit of a shorter episode than normal, but I wanted to get something up for you guys just to have this week. Um, I've been really under the weather, so I'm still a bit behind with everything, but I really appreciate all the love on the podcast so far. It has been so amazing and I have just, oh, it's just been just so wonderful. I could not have asked for anything better. I'm kind of just finding my feet with what I want the podcast to be. So I'm so open to any of your suggestions. If there's any guests you want to see, I am filming a few episodes with some guests in London, TBC, but some exciting people hopefully coming on. And I've just really appreciated all the support from everyone and all the feedback, all the kind of comments, everything. They all mean a lot. So please keep them coming. Let me know what you guys want to hear from me what you want to see. I have a lot of stuff in the pipeline and I can't wait to share with you. And thank you so far for joining me along with this. This has been such a random episode. So apologies in advance if you're like, what is going on, Tani? I just wanted to sit down, record this and get all my London thoughts in an episode for you. I probably haven't even gone through everything, but anyways, here you go. So thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you next week and yeah, have a lovely day. Bye.